Perth residents have just said farewell to a month of free public transport, but the WA government has decided to keep offering free trips on its local network for school students and on Sundays. Some political parties in other states want to follow suit. But policymakers are concerned this might not be a good solution. The Wire's Matthew Ward Ages reports. If you're living in Perth, for the last month you've had something the rest of Australia simply hasn't enjoyed. From Christmas Eve up until last Sunday, anyone jumping on the Perth Public Transport Network has enjoyed listening to this sound and not seeing any money taken off their travel card. That trial program was deemed a success by the West Australian Government at the weekend, and it's decided to keep offering free trips for students travelling to and from school, while buses, trains and ferries will be free for everyone in Perth on Sundays. The offer, said Premier Roger Cook, would help ease cost of living pressure and save families up to $500 a year if their kids take public transport to school. Hot on their heels, the Australian Capital Territory's Liberal opposition has said it will offer students, seniors and concession card holders free public transport if it wins government in October this year. But while these policies are being put forward as measures to ease cost of living pressure, not everyone is convinced that free public transport is the way to go. Among them, transport experts. So do they think free fares will boost public transport uptake in the long term? No. That's Graham Curry, a professor in transport engineering at Monash University and director of the Public Transport Research Group. He's a leading voice among public transport experts around the world. If we had free public transport, the average estimate is patronage would grow by about 30%. National data on public transport usage stretches back to 1976. That data showed during the pandemic, public transport patronage slumped to record lows. Those levels rebounded last year to 1.3 billion passenger trips. That's about the same number of boardings as Australians were making back in 2007, and well short of the nearly 1.8 billion trips taken before the pandemic. Given that, a 30% increase sounds good. But Curry sees offering free fares as a sugar hit that won't address bigger issues in public mobility. It would be a very expensive thing to do, and the people that would benefit most are people who have very good public transport systems and they can use it a lot. So these will be the guys living in inner city areas. The people that uh, have difficulty using public transport are the lower income people in the outer suburbs and they don't have very good public transport. You'd be giving that money to people that are wealthier and better off and it'll cost you quite a lot of money. You know, it's hundreds of millions of dollars. While Western Australia's government points to the more than 6 million free trips that were taken in its four-week trial, some observers are remaining cautious of its longer-term effectiveness. John Stone is a lecturer in transport planning at Melbourne University. He agrees that people do take up the offer of free trips. But the, the question is, you know, particularly if what you're offering people is free transport on Sundays, where can you go on public transport on a Sunday? You know, I often have been to bus consultations where people say, I'm a senior, I've got my free ticket, but I can't go anywhere. There's no bus. So pricing and service quality, you know, what you're actually getting for your money or what you might get for free is really the question. Instead of making it free, Stone says improving the quality of services provided is a better way to improve public transport in the suburbs. 
Analysis that he's performed on European cities suggests that running more frequent services leads to better usage. We do need to think about how we fill those gaps and that, that's where the sort of research that I do and the, my colleagues do in, internationally is how do you make the best use of the resources that you've got? And often running a train or a bus more frequently is not a huge cost. You, you double the kilometres, you don't necessarily double your, your costs because you've sunk all the into the vehicle and you might need to employ a new driver and so on. But basically, the marginal cost of extra services, the off-peak and weekends, is is not huge. Stone points out while owning and operating cars can hurt the hip pocket, poorly designed public transport isn't always helpful to those who don't drive or don't own a car. Along with colleagues at the Melbourne Design School, Stone is working with communities in that city's outer western suburbs to pressure policymakers to improve their local bus routes. We've been able to say you could reorganise your existing bus network using the existing kilometres that are there to give your community 24-hour, seven-day-a-week, fast, frequent, direct services. So it's, it's not a matter of cost. It's a matter of the inertia in not actually reorganising these roundabout inefficient bus routes. Free public transport is not a new idea, and several European cities and countries have implemented schemes across their network. But evaluations of these programs are limited. One review undertaken by the EU Commission found that while these schemes have been successful, programs like these need major investment in new infrastructure to cope with demand and risk losing passengers if service expectations aren't met. To make up for the shortfall from lost ticket revenue, new funding sources are also required, usually in the form of increased tax. Graham Curry says that free travel can also have the unintended outcome of devaluing the service provided. He'd like to see governments turn investment towards making services better and increasing uptake that way. I don't think free fares. I think there's a value to recognising that you should pay for things that create value. And there's a downside of free fares. You know, people stop valuing it if it's just free. And it does cost money to run it. It's expensive and it's worth it, uh, particularly if the service levels are good. That was Professor Graham Curry from Monash University speaking with The Wires, Matthew Ward Ages.